Hey, I'm Brent Falker, and this is Walk On, a podcast to help you take your next step in your faith journey with Christ. He's been stuck in a dead-end job for the last 40 years. Day after day, the same thing. And the hardest part is that it wasn't supposed to be like this. He had an exceptional education. He was one of the best and brightest. He was going places. People said he had a future. Then one bad decision, an impulsive move, changed his trajectory. And for the last 40 years, Moses has been in the middle of a desert herding sheep. Just a shepherd. The Bible describes these years of Moses' life in just a couple sentences, but I doubt they felt short to Moses. And I have a feeling some of you can relate to this part of Moses' story as well. Maybe you're in the middle of a dead-end job. Maybe you're in the middle of the daily grind, uh, in the middle of mundane tasks of life, feeling stuck, thinking, man, it wasn't supposed to be like this. And it's easy in the middle of these seasons to wonder, where's God? What is he doing? What's the purpose in all of this? And perhaps Moses had the exact same questions. In Exodus 3, we find Moses in the desert again, herding sheep. And he'd probably been up and down this area so many times that he knew every scrub bush and every rock so a burning bush would definitely catch his attention. And many of you know how the story goes. God calls out from the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses responds, here I am. Don't come any closer. Take off your sandals for the place you are standing is holy ground. I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now Moses is filled with questions and objections. He says, well, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God promises, I will be with you. And still Moses questions and objects. And he says, well, suppose I go and they ask me, what's his name? What shall I tell them? And God responds, he says, tell them I am who I am. And then again, Moses questions and says, well, what if they don't believe me or don't listen to me? And then God says, well, what's in your hand? Now, this is the first time in the dialogue that God didn't respond with an answer, but with another question. And here's a hint for you. In scripture, when God asks a question, it's usually not for his sake, but for the person he's asking. So when he asks Moses, what's in your hand? It's for Moses' sake not for God's information. And so what was in Moses' hand? It was a staff, a shepherd's staff, a tool of the trade, the thing that represented the last 40 years of Moses' life. It represented his identity, how he saw himself, represented his income, how he made his living, represented his influence, who he touched, a staff. And then God commands him to take that staff and throw it on the ground. 
It's as if he's asking Moses to let go of how he sees himself, to let go of how he defines his identity, to let go how he gains his value and his worth, to lay it down. And the moment Moses throws his shepherd's staff on the ground, it turns into a snake. The Bible doesn't say what kind of snake, but it says that Moses jumped back. And so I'm guessing that it probably was a snake that could do some damage, which makes God's next command all the more curious. He says, pick it up by the tail. Now, it doesn't take a genius to realize that you shouldn't pick up a poisonous snake by the tail. Why? Because you have no control of where the head goes. And so it's interesting that God asks Moses to lay down this staff, the thing that identifies who he is and his uh, income and his influence, to lay that down. It turns into a snake, and then he asks him to pick it up, but pick it up by the tail, to pick it up in a way that gives Moses no control whatsoever on the outcome. And so Moses picks it up by the tail, and it turns back into a staff. And it seems like God's trying to make a point here to Moses. He has Moses let go of his identity, this thing that's defined him for the last 40 years of his life, this thing that was the result of him running away from fear and eat from Egypt. And he asks him to let it go. But then he commands him to pick it back up, but to pick it up in a way that gives God control. This burning bush moment was a commissioning moment for Moses. God calls him to lead his people to freedom. And it's after this moment that a chain of events start that would make Moses one of the greatest leaders of the Bible. But here's what's interesting about Moses' story is his career really didn't change. God didn't ask him to change a career. In fact, he stayed a shepherd just instead of leading sheep. God asked him to lead people. And what's even more interesting is that this season that seemed like wasted time, this 40 years of being stuck as a shepherd, was actually a vital part of the process. You see, the previous 40 years of herding sheep in the desert was absolutely vital because it gave Moses the skills he would be using to lead the Israelites in that exact same desert for the next 40 years. You see, no experience is wasted with God. So where are you feeling stuck right now? What's your dead ends? What's your mundane? And I wonder for each of us, if God is asking us the same question he asked Moses in the middle of the desert, what's in your hand? What are the things that define your identity? What are the areas of your influence that you hold on to? What's in your hand? And then God may be asking us to lay those down. You see, we have this tendency to define our identity and gain our value and our worth by what we do. We define ourselves by our jobs, by our roles in our families or our roles in society. The issue is that if we let our identity be defined by what we do, then that can change. We can get fired, we can get laid off, we can find ourselves facing divorce, we can uh, lose our roles and our influence in society. That all shifts and changes. But I believe that God wants our primary identity to be found in Christ. I wonder if that's why in John chapter 3, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and says that you must be born again. Right, born into a new family, born as a new citizen of a new country, a citizen of heaven. 
Those are the primary identities. And then anything else falls below that and is influenced by that identity first and foremost found in Christ. So we have to lay down those things that we believe give us our value and our worth and our identity, lay those aside, find our identity in Christ, and then we're able to pick those back up, but pick them up in a way that gives God control where we're not in the middle of the picture. We're not in the center of the equation. I was listening to comedian Michael Jr. talk about uh, a moment like this in his life. He talked about how when he first started doing comedy shows and telling jokes, his motivation was to get laughs from people. In other words, his jokes were the tools that he used to get laughs from people for himself, to make himself feel better, to to, um, stroke his own ego. But he says that he had a perspective shift, a, a burning bush moment, if you will, where he realized that his role as a comedian, that his job wasn't to get laughs from people, but to give laughs. So no longer was he trying to take something from people, but now he realized that he had a gift to give them, the gift of laughter. And he wasn't at the center of the equation anymore. And he does all these shows, and for every show he does, he does a show for free at a children's home or a prison or a place like that where no one can give anything back to him, but he can just simply give the gift of laughter to people that need it most. Maybe it's a matter of a perspective shift, a a way to lay down your staff and pick it back up, but in a way that gives God control. You see, the burning bush was a commissioning moment for Moses. God tells him to go to free his people, and then he assures him that he will be with him. You see the same command and promise reflected in Jesus' commission to every one of his followers in Matthew 28. He says, therefore, go Make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Go, and in the promise, I am with you. And it's easy to look at your life and your role and your job and think that maybe you could have a greater impact if you just uh, quit this and move on to something else. Or if God would just change the circumstances, then I could do something really great for him. But maybe what you're doing right now and where you are right now is right where God wants you to be. Maybe in the middle of the desert, feeling stuck right now is part of the process of God refining you and shaping you and leading you and giving you the skills that that are going to be useful in this future stage. The question for you is what is in your hand? What is your identity, your income, your influence? What are those things that shape those? And how can you lay it down? How can you remind yourself that your identity is in Christ, that what you do is not who you are? And then how can you pick it back up in a way that gives God control? How can you leverage what's in your hand for the kingdom of God? How can you have a perspective shift that sees the the realities that what you may think as being stuck, how can you see the the truth in, in the ways that God is preparing you or shaping you? So what's in your hand? Now lay it down and pick it back up in a way that gives God control because God can be trusted. 
He knows your situation. He knows your story. He is the one that created you and has placed inside you gifts and abilities. And he has placed you in his story and he wants to use you for his glory. So may you come to realize that no experience is wasted with God. Wherever you find yourself, whether you're stuck, whether you're frustrated, whether you're questioning God's purpose, may you realize that this could be the very place that God is working behind the scenes to shape you and to use you. And may you lay down what's in your hand and pick it back up in a way that releases control to God and allows him to use you wherever you find yourself for his glory, for his honor, and for his praise. Once again, thank you for listening to the Walk On Podcast. I hope it has helped you take your next step with Christ. As always, be sure to subscribe if you don't want to miss any of the new episodes coming out. Um, Subscribe and those will pop right into your podcast player. May you be blessed. Thank you so much. Thank you.